Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message. Amen. Uh, I just want to preach this morning uh, on the subject matter, good and faithful. Good and faithful. Amen. Amen. So, uh, if you're not familiar with uh, Hosea, it's actually, um, it's a prophet, of course, by the name of Hosea, who God instructed to uh, marry uh, Gomer uh, to show uh, his relationship with, his, with uh, Israel and show how they turned their back uh, on him uh, and started worshiping uh, false gods and, and, and idols. And the thing with this is that uh, Gomer was actually a, uh, a scarlet or a, a lady of the night, if you will. Um, <laughs> well, the, kid, the kids are gone. I can be just... Uh, blunt. Uh, she was a prostitute. She, uh, <laughs> she, 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 she would do something strange for some change. Okay, so I, I just, I, I, I wanted to make sure everybody's clear and, and I get the depiction of this. But in Hosea, the, the funny thing is that the, the, it's actually 14 chapters, but right off the gate, you meet Hosea, he gives, uh, God gives him the instruction. I mean, actually, chapter 1, maybe even verse 2, he tells Hosea what to do, who, who, uh, who to marry. And she goes off, and she does her thing, and she's actually brought back uh, in right standing and delivered and redeemed by chapter 3. So it happens pretty fast, which lets me know that, yes, if, if you fall by the wayside, if you are uh, unfaithful to God, that you don't have to stay there. You can always get back up and be restored back to that rightful place whenever that you're ready. On the other side, on, on Hosea's side, I, I saw this, this man of God that was basically uh, obedient to God, that was living right, uh, that found himself in a, a, a situation that wasn't pretty, uh, a situation that uh, wasn't uncomfortable. And being that he was a prophet, he hadn't did anything wrong. It wasn't a, a war or anything like that. And it almost was seen as though he should have been blessed with uh, a, a woman of, of stature that you would think to be married. He was almost uh, basically demoted instead of giving a, a promotion up. And I know a lot of times maybe some of you might be in, in a position why you hadn't did anything. You were just following God. And you find yourself in a, a situation that wasn't pretty or maybe a situation that, that wasn't comfortable, you know, one that didn't, didn't make uh, much sense. Uh, I know I've been there. So I, I just want to encourage you in there until you find those answers, until you, you understand the, the whys that you continue to walk and just uh, take a surety that uh, it is for God's glory. And he, he, does, um, he does have your back in this. Uh, so... With that, I had to kind of start thinking it was, it was kind of odd that, that he used a, a marriage relationship to kind of uh, to show this, relation, this relationship that he has with us. You know, he didn't uh, choose a, a friendship such as a, a Jonathan and, and Nathan, whereas uh, Jonathan and Nathan made a covenant and said that I love you as I love myself. And actually it helped him escape from his, his father, uh, Saul, when he was chasing him. He didn't choose a, uh, a family relationship, such as uh, uh, Ruth and, and Naomi, uh, whereas Ruth's husband died, and uh, she told Naomi that 
uh, your God will be my God and your people will be my, my people. Where you go, I go. He didn't, he didn't choose one of those, but he, he chose to, to use a, a marriage. You know, I thought about even uh, a grandmother. A grandmother's love is, is strong. I, when, when your patience and your tolerance and your love has ran out for your kids, their grandmother is still full. <laughs> I, I have seen grandchildren sell drugs, own drugs, physically attack their grandmothers and almost light the house on fire. And they'll get up and say, don't worry about it, babe. Nobody got hurt. Come, <laughs> come on in. Let me fix you something to eat. And I'm thinking, like, ain't no way in the world I'll be putting up with that mess. <laughs> He'll be out of my house. <laughs> but th- those examples of love, he, he chose to, 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 to show a marriage. And, and, and in that, uh, of course, I had to kind of start thinking about my own. But uh, it is, and in relationships, because this is what we're kind of talking about here, it goes further into even friendships or some of this can be compared to relationships with your parents or, or even your kids. But... Um, I started thinking about mine and, and just uh, in most marriages, there's, there's a compromise anyway. There's going to be, uh, you know, well, maybe I, I don't want to do this, but since you do, I, I'll go ahead and, and do it. Or, uh, you know, just, uh, just to be with you, I, I'll do it. And I know for me, a lot of times I can give my wife a slow yes, but my kids a fast no. In other words, she, she might have an a edge up where there's no room to, to, to budge with my kids. And before I was saved, they might have got another kind of no. <laughs> but, <laughs> but praise God, they didn't know me then. <laughs> so in that relationship, she, she kind of has a, well, she does have a leg up uh, over them. So that's the way that, that, that Again, we're still, I'm not speaking anything uh, sacrilegious or anything like that. We're still God's children, but the way that, that he views us, kind of like I read uh, in Exodus that he views us because he's a jealous God. He's jealous of the relationship uh, with us. So that closeness, that closeness is, is, is what he desires. Um, and so in that, in that compromise, you know, there, there's times when we, we may bend, and same, same way with God. He did that with um, the children of Israel and Samuel, when they uh, wanted a king, and he said, hey, the king is going to take your maid servants, your men servants, uh, they're going to take your, your, your livestock, but if this is what you want, then I'll give it to you. And a lot of times they can kind of explain what he does with us. You know, he, we might be praying for a certain job, and he might say, you know what, I have something better for you, but if that's what you want, you know, I, I'll give it to you. Or, or, or that relationship that, that you've been continuing to just uh, bombard and knock down doors that I've been trying to put up and block you from, but since you, you wanted to, to go ahead, uh, well, I, I'll let you have that. That's just the, 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 loving, the loving kind of God uh, that he is. Sometimes he allows you uh, to maybe make those mistakes, and then in that he uses that uh, for you to learn and to show you uh, certain things. Um, uh, with uh, Israel, I mean, with, uh, yeah, with, with Israel, with uh, um, Hosea, some of the issues and, and the problems that were going on uh, was that the, the priests were not even teaching uh, the true word of God. Uh, they were basically uh, denying uh, the truth, delivering the truth, so that the people would sin. And in that case, they would co- bring more sin offerings into the church. 
And they were even sometimes taking the sin offering and selling them, getting more uh, gain uh, for themselves, filling their own pockets. Um, and we can see a lot of that happens today. You know, the same thing, whereas uh, there are some pastors may be afraid to preach the word uh, for henceforth of people leaving. You know, you may, they may not tell you the truth uh, about giving for afraid that you uh, may stop giving. Uh, or so they may think that you're going to change in some avenue or capacity in your, your service uh, to God. Um, the other thing, the big thing, was the uh, idolatry uh, that was going on uh, at that time. Um, and a lot of times when we come across idolatry in the Bible, it's, it's easy to kind of skip over it and uh, just think, well, I'm not worshiping any golden calves, so I, I'm, I must be good. But to kind of bring it back home to relationship, right? Because this is, this is what it's about with God. It's about a relationship. Uh, he, he doesn't uh, want to be replaced, but he doesn't want to be removed either. Uh, in, in other words, the idolatry would be the woman on the side, but the neglect doesn't help this, the situation either. Because I've been there before in, in the natural. Well, baby, I'm going to the gym. I'll see you later. And next day, well, baby, uh, I got to work late. I'll see you later. Oh, they called me to come over here. I'll see you later. And the same thing can happen and creep in with our relationship with God. That, that spirit of business will just fall down, and all of a sudden you got to wash the clothes, you got to uh, do the dishes, you got to help the kids uh, with, the, with the homework. The next day rolls around, uh, then you end up working late or something else comes up, and then before you know it, it's Sunday again, and, and sometimes I'm guilty of this, where I have to repent first and, Lord, I'm sorry because I hadn't spent any time with you yes. all week. So sometimes it's not just about the golden calf. It's about those other things that that um, keeping you away uh, from your time of worship and your time of, of closeness with God and, and giving him uh, that those things that, that he wants and uh, is looking forward to you. Um, I remember uh, God first began to kind of show me this when uh, a couple years, well, several years ago, uh, I had an issue with gambling. Was, yeah. I was going to tell when, you, when, when, when God show you how far you've been, wow. But uh, <laughs> we was at a certain, a certain place, and he delivered me from some certain things, but uh, some stuff, because of the teaching, and you know how sometimes when you come, when you, a lot of you guys that are members here, when you come here, you just come into the truth by certain things. And so when I found out the truth about certain things, the enemy allowed that spirit to kind of creep in with me. And I kind of mentioned some of this at a, at a Bible study. Uh, and it, it was kind of hard for me to let go because I was good at it. Uh, An off night would be like me winning 20 bucks. That's the, it was good. So this was hard, something hard for me to give up. I was always good in math, good with dice and cards, and I could just keep stuff and just, and just do it. And so at the time when I first came to Covenant, um, I was wrestling with this thing. And I was like, Lord, I need to, I need to know the answer. I need to know what is the truth. Um, I need to find out, can you, can you please tell me. And I was at a, a, a Bible study, and, uh, and the way he speaks to me is sometimes he, he asked me questions to get me to think. And uh, he said, if I told you that it was okay to gamble, would you do it? And I got happy. I said, <laughs> I said yes, Lord, I'll go, I'll go right now. And he said, really? So you're going to leave Bible study to go buy a lottery ticket? So you can't even wait an hour 
He said, son, you don't need it. You need to turn around from that and you shouldn't look back anymore. Now, I'm not telling you that to debate gambling or to um, uh, anything like that. But what I am saying is showing you how things can creep in and how things can pull you away from God. Nothing should have that kind of control over you to where you'd be willing to leave a Bible study where the word is being taught and you're being fed and you're learning and growing uh, to go and do something as, as worthless as buying a lottery ticket. Um, one thing to keep in mind is that unf- unfaithfulness damages our integrity but does not prevent someone else from loving us in spite of our failures. Sometimes when we, those times when we do fall short and, and we miss the mark, sometimes uh, guilt can come in and we can, we can feel ashamed to where uh, we may not even want to show our face. Uh, but uh, through that, God can still love you. Other people can still love you. Uh, so it's important to know uh, between, uh, between all that that you can still uh, succumb that. Uh, in Hosea, turn over to chapter 6, uh, verse 6. And the word of God says, I, I, want to, I want you to show love, not offer sacrifices. I want you to know me more than I want burnt offerings. Uh, what was happening here, it wasn't necessarily that he was telling them not to give or, or not to, to give offerings, but they were uh, basically doing it out of ritual, out of routine. In other words, there was no connection. They was taking uh, the heart out of, out of giving, uh, out of serving. And so God was saying was that I would, I would rather know you uh, instead of the, the material behind it. Uh, instead of the, the, the service behind it, I would rather, I would rather uh, know you. What happens is a lot of times, well, uh, in general, because we're with God in the beginning, it almost seemed like it would be a, a, a contradiction, right? But we're with God in the beginning, and then... We're born in sin and shaped into iniquity. And then we go through our experiences and we go through life and we go through all these things and we, we have our, our mindset changes. And once we get saved, we uh, change paths and we are, we're going back uh, to the place where we first were with God. That's what this journey is about, getting back to that first place. If you look at the next line where it says, but like Adam, you broke my covenant and betrayed uh, my trust. So his desire, he wants to be close with you uh, like Adam. They had the, the, the tightest relationship. They walked together uh, in the cool of the day. So he wants that relationship uh, to get closer back uh, to you. With that, without that, we can get lost in the, in the service, in, in, the, in the doing of it. Uh, and, and it could be like the people that said, Lord, Lord, I, I prophesied in your name. I cast out demons in your name. And he says, depart from me, for I knew you not. Because they never took the time to, to develop that relationship uh, with him. So uh, it's, all, it's good to, to, to be involved, and it's good to, to give, and it's good to serve, but we don't ever want to lose that, uh, that relationship aspect and that connection uh, with, our, with our father. Um, I wanted to transition just a, just a little bit uh, with, uh, so we can, I can show you where we're going at, with uh, the word of God. Uh, it's, it's just so, uh, God is just so amazing because he, he spoke the world into existence, right? He said, let there be light, and there was light. 
all that, all those things he spoke. So with his word of God, we have to, we have to examine it. We have to actually uh, dissect it and understand what every word is. What is he saying? Every word has a purpose. Every uh, begot, uh, every thou, uh, every word. Uh, for example, in the scripture that says, train up a child in the way that he should go, right? We've, most of us all, have all heard that. When we hear that scripture, uh, most of us think uh, that, yes, it's uh, we want to instill the word of God in our children, and when they grow up, they won't depart from it. Yes, true, absolutely, 100%. You want to teach your children the word of God um, and that have it take root uh, in their lives. But if that was just it, God could have just said, train a child in the way that he should go. So what was so specific about the word up? What's so important? What is God trying to tell us about training up a child? What he's saying is that when you're training up a child, you should anticipate your child moving up levels, just like we are with him. You should anticipate him going up uh, and giving him the skills that he needs for the next level, not rushing the time away, uh, still taking advantage of the stage where he's at, but there are certain levels and things that he's going to need as he, as he goes up. Uh, one of the things that I, I started noticing when we first had our son Bryce was that people would, would say, oh, he's handsome, he, he's cute, but you got to watch out for the terrible twos. I didn't even know what that was. I was the youngest sibling. I said, terrible twos. And I asked, I said, what is that? And they said, well, they just basically just act up, and you can't do anything with them. I said, the devil is a lie. <laughs> I said, so he gets a license <laughs> to just act a fool. <laughs> so what happens when he turns three? <laughs> what about four? So I said, no, he's going to need certain skills at two when he gets to five. He's going to need to be able to communicate. He's going to need to be able to share with others. So I need to be kind of uh, culture, uh, cultivating that for him when he gets to that level. And then the next level. Even now, we are talking about certain colleges. He's still only in elementary school with both our kids. Talking about colleges. Oh, I want to play Duke basketball for Duke. Okay, for Duke, you need X, Y, and Z GPA, because Coach K ain't playing that. Uh, you're going <laughs> to need X amount of money. Okay, so we're, we're cultivating those things. And that's what happens now, so many kids are, are coming up, and they have no guidance and no direction because they weren't trained up. They were just potty trained. So what happens is, because I see it all the time, kids are, they don't, they're going into high school, and you can ask them what they want to do, and they say they don't know. They just shrug their shoulders. Like you never even thought about what you want to do. So nobody trains you up. Nobody told you, okay, what's to come? We need to prepare you uh, for what's next. We need, to, we need to instill certain things in you uh, so, that, so, that you're, so that you're ready. Um, that's what God is telling us about with, with, with just that one word, UP, training up. Right? Training up. Uh, turn with me to, to Matthews uh, 25. Matthew 25 and 14. Each, each word, each word in the word of God is important. Each word, what is he trying to tell us? What is he trying to, trying to teach us uh, in, in his word? This is a, uh, a familiar scripture uh, for the sake of time. I won't, 
uh, read through it. Uh, but uh, just to sum it up, this is the, the parable where a uh, man is, is going away and he calls in uh, his three servants and he gives uh, one five talents, another two talents, uh, and another one uh, one talent. And this is the one where the, the two gentlemen that do what he asked or uh, was able to turn in a profit and he told him that uh, faithful saying that we all know, well done, thy good and faithful servant, right? So a lot of us think about what we're going to say to Jesus when we get there. Are we going to hug him? Are we going to kiss him? Uh, who are we going to see? Are we going to see grandma and, and all that? But this is what he says to you when you come in. So I think that's important to kind of understand and examine because we got to make sure we're fitting that criteria because that's the ticket to get in, Amen. right? Amen. If, if, if you're not good, if you're not faithful, if you're not a servant, then right, something, something's wrong somewhere, right? So the first thing is those two, if we look at those two, the first word he told them was that good, right? So if we look at the, the first two, the one that got the five uh, talents, and the one that got the, the, the two talents. Uh, if we look at that, this is, again, this is Jesus talking. It's in, it's in red. And so good to us can mean something a little different. It can be, it can be something that's, that's pretty good. You know, it's, it, it can be kind of uh, ambiguous, right? But this is Jesus talking, right? So this is a good. If you remember uh, over in Genesis, right, when he created everything, he said it was good. Right. When he got the man, he said it was very good. So at this point, when you step in, you have returned back to the state that he originally created you. Isn't that beautiful? That's the same, the same kind of good. And what's interesting, this third one, just walk with me for a little bit. This third one, his problem was he was good, but he wasn't faithful. The reason I say he was good was because the man gave, still gave him a talent according to his abilities. So he had abilities, and he also got a talent. He didn't say, well, I'm not going to give you um, anything. Mm -hmm. So the man thought he was still good. Jesus thought you were good enough to die for. Mm -hmm. I know sometimes it, it, it may be even harder to wrap around when you think about the murderers and the rapists and even ISIS, that Jesus died for them too. But that's the kind of God that we serve, uh, that what his, he would die for his creation. So that's something that I hold on to because I work in an environment where everybody's against you. As a teacher, the, the kids are against you. The parents are against you. The administration is against you. The whole educational system is against you, really. For one, they would pay you more if they weren't, if they were on your side. <laughs> they were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. But it, it's, it's something that I have to hold on to because every day when you go into an environment and somebody is, is trying to tell you there's something wrong with you, that you did something wrong, you made a mistake here, uh, which is nothing but a demonic spirit because it was the devil did the same thing in the garden. He looked around and saw everything that was perfect, and the one thing they couldn't touch, that's what he came up to them and started messing them with. So all it is is a demonic spirit. So every day I, I have to just say, uh, I'm good. I don't know. Some, somebody in here might need to put their hand on their chest and say, I'm good. And just wipe away everything that somebody said about you, that, that ex-husband, 
that ex-wife, that ex-employer, whoever it was, goes to wipe away and say, I'm good. I had an a ex-girlfriend uh, before I, I met Chastin. She, she knows this. She uh, told me I was too nice and I was the type of guy you would marry. And she broke up with me. I, I can laugh now, I promise you. I didn't laugh then. I didn't laugh then. I can laugh now, but that changed me and turned me the way I view women. I said no other woman would never tell me I was too nice again. So it took God saving me and cleaning me up to be able to love her the way that she deserves to be loved. When really that's what he called me to be was a husband. He didn't call me to be a player or a Mac or whatever they call it today. That's not what he called me to be. So all, all I was was being who he called me to be, and I took offense to it and changed who I was to identify with something, somebody else that didn't mean me any good anyway. And if I knew how I was then, I would have just told her, thank you, you ain't the one anyway. <laughs> Lord be to God. Glory be to God. So the next word, he tells you that <laughs> faithful, right? He says good and faithful. So we, we, we established the third one wasn't, wasn't good. I mean, he was good, but he, he wasn't faithful, right? And I think it's around verse 26 is where it says, uh, but the master replied, you wicked and lazy servant. If you knew I harvest, if you, if you knew I, I harvest the crops. I, I didn't plant and gather crops. I didn't cultivate. Why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. So in other words, this man didn't even try. Part of, 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 of being faithful uh, is trying. Part of it is trying because the word of God says that if you draw nigh unto me, I'll draw nigh unto you. So if you make forth the effort, if you put forth a step, God is going to give you the grace that you need to do uh, what he's uh, uh, set out for you to do, right? So, and I told you in the beginning, it had me thinking a lot about uh, my marriage, right? So, <laughs> so one of the funny things I did think about was uh, uh, I met Chastity in, in college, though you may not know. Uh, she was actually 19 at the time. At the time, she uh, was assistant manager of a restaurant. Just incredible work ethic. Some of you, you probably can see it now, the way she does hospitality. Just incredible uh, work ethic. Um, and she had this apartment. Uh, when I would, I, would go, I would go see, it was a one-bedroom apartment. Literally, uh, you would walk in, the kitchen, the foyer, uh, living room, everything together. It was in one room, and you would go through like the back door uh, to get to the to the uh, bedroom. And one of the things I used to like about going to see her was that she always kept the apartment smelling nice, all the time. It was it was always neat. It was clean. Not saying she doesn't do it now, but she'll say that she got two stinky guys with her now that <laughs> that, that keep the, keep the place smelling. That's what she says now. But back then it was just it used to smell so nice. And so I watched the way she uh, just kept up with her own stuff, how she, she worked. She had some financial issues with college and worked three jobs uh, to get back in. And um, I saw how she kept her car. She had a Dodge Neon. Those of you that, that know about a Dodge Neon. 
<laughs> Lord knows. But she, her car was the only car that didn't even chip paint. If you remember, those cars used to chip paint, everything. And I said, how did you keep your paint looking like that? She said, I washed and waxed it when I first got it. And so they kept the paint on there. So I saw how she just kept up and everything, right? And because of that, um, and my friends would, uh, can contest this too, a lot of times I would just, just give her stuff. And, and pe- my friends would say, oh, she got to be the one because you don't never give nobody nothing. But, uh, <laughs> but I, would, I would just give, give her stuff ar- arbitrarily. Um, even, even now, I had a, uh, uh, a guy, I had an issue with my phone, and I was talking to him, and I said, uh, yeah, my wife fixed my phone, and he was, he was one of those type of guys. And, I, and he said, you let your wife hold your phone? And I said, when she worked with the provider, she can uh, see everything I, I do anyway. Right? So I, I said, well, I'm, I'm going to get something on the side and mess up my discount. What's, what am I supposed to <laughs> No, nah, it ain't worth it. It ain't worth that. So she would fix my phone, right? She would fix my phone. Even um, my keys, right? She holds my keys a lot of times, right? Today it's a Honda, but one day it's going to be a big body Benz. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Praise the Lord. And any any money, I always, it doesn't matter. I just give it to them without without a question, without a doubt. So I know some guys may not, you know. Anything that I have, any credit cards, bank accounts, it doesn't matter, right? But it wouldn't matter how faithful she was over her things. If she wasn't faithful to me, I wouldn't do it. So sometimes we get lost in that scripture about taking care of our own, uh, but lose the fact that God wants us to be faithful to him. Because if you notice, he moves from talents, which is really just one thing, it's just multiple talents, to a few things. So one of those few things that he wants us to be faithful over is our relationship with him. So we have to make sure that we are uh, faithful in that and and watching watching over that, right? And the last thing that he uh, says is a servant, right? He calls them a servant once they uh, move into uh, the kingdom, right? And so and I, I looked at this, and at first it, it kind of lost me because if, uh-oh, if, because uh, <laughs> I had to be honest with God, and I said, well, I understand that the, the third man did go into outer darkness, uh, but it wasn't like he stole it. It wasn't like he, he, he took it. He just held on to it and gave it, and gave it back to him. Then he, he took me back at the, the first phrase of the parable, said the kingdom is like. When you look at the kingdom, those two servants were able uh, to multiply what they had. And he showed me that as a servant, we should add value to everywhere we go, whether we're on our jobs, in our churches, uh, in our schools, in our communities, that we should add value, add value to our relationships. Uh, as a teacher, sometimes we deal with the, the drama of the kids and different things and and I tell them, since we're in math class, let's just go there. One plus one is two. Why are you hanging around somebody uh, that's bringing you down? In a relationship, you should be greater when you link up with somebody. You should be greater. You should be able to, to impact each other 
instead of always having someone uh, to bring, bring you down or you are always having to, to lift somebody up. It shouldn't be that way, as, especially as, as a servant of, of Jesus Christ. We should always add value uh, to, what we, to what we do and where we go. And he also spoke to me. This is what I, I believe. I believe that the, the talent actually represents anointing. Because like I said, all three were, were good. So hiding your, your talent is like hiding your anointing or hiding the gifts and the abilities that he gave you, not cultivating it, not showing uh, love to, to others, not uh, giving, not multiplying, not doing all those things that he has asked you. Instead, you just covered it up and, and hid uh, all those things that he's placed inside of you. It's something to kind of think of. I'm, I'm not going to... Uh, I'm just going to say that's what I believe with that. And the, last, the last thing I just want to just add uh, with this, just a, a couple more things, um, some things to keep in mind with being uh, faithful, right, because that's the main thing that we're, that we're talking about today, uh, right? One word is consistency, right? When you think of, of faithful, think of consistency, right? I looked up uh, Old Faithful, which is a, uh, a geyser in Yellowstone National Park uh, that, uh, that erupts. It's basically because of that name. It, it erupts about every uh, 74 minutes, right, uh, on average. But it, it can go from 60 uh, to 110 minutes, right? So what that tells me is that being faithful doesn't necessarily mean that you're perfect, right? It just means that, that you're, you're aiming to be that way. You, you're pushing to be that way. You're shooting uh, to come through every, every time. As, a, uh, as being a, a, a faithful person unto God. The last one, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, the second one is uh, commitment. Right? Something to think about with this one uh, is that faithfulness is based on a commitment, not on how you feel at a particular moment. Sometimes when we can get lost in our, in our feelings and we can get uh, kind of consumed uh, with any time that you, you're dealing with feelings, you're dealing with flesh. And so you can get uh, lost in that, and that can pull you away from that commitment piece uh, that what God desires uh, in us to be a part of that, that faithfulness. And the last one that I Last is courage, right? So we got consistency, commitment, and courage, right? And I looked up uh, in, in the Bible when it says, uh, be strong and courageous, right? And I found that it was, it, it was there 16 times, right? And take courage was, was 13 times. It actually, the word courage appears more, more than that. When you look at just those two phrases alone, appear 29 times. So God tells us almost 30 times to be courageous on, on this walk, on this time. So I, I feel that's pretty important. It's got to be something that we've got to stand, especially uh, with these days and times, how things are going on. We've got to be courageous uh, in our walk, courageous in, in telling our friends no or, or telling uh, other activities no when they try to pull us away uh, from, from spending that time with God and, and to being, uh, being faithful in that. Um, 
and I know that uh, this is this is one of those kind of those messages where you do have to kind of uh, self-reflect and kind of look at uh, how things are going. The last the last thought that I, I do want to mention, uh, just in conclusion, um, when I was reading through Hosea, uh, it it brought me to tears. Those first uh, few uh, chapters in that because I, I saw the representation. You can easily see the representation that God uses in that. Uh, but it was just hurtful to, to see that. If, if you've ex experienced uh, unfaithfulness, there's something that I, I, I definitely will be praying about this week. And I'm, I'm sure it was a, just a, a hurtful, uh, hurtful experience. But Gomer ended up uh, basically con conceiving three children while she was uh, married with, with Gomer and when she was married to uh, Hosea. And my heart just, just dropped because even though we may not experience idol worship, or we may not experience those things uh, that may be considered far left, but I know when I looked in, in my heart, there was times when I, I didn't forgive when I should have. There was times when I wasn't as giving uh, as I should have been. And so my, my heart just cried out because I, I felt that would be the kind of pain that God would feel that I would inflict on my God who loves me so much. And so I just, I just burst out and I just say, Lord, I'm sorry. I was, I, I'm so sorry because there are times when I, I don't forgive like I should. Or I don't, I'm not as, as obedient when I should. When he tells me to do something, I'm hesitant or, or I'm, I'm self-doubting or trying to talk myself out of it. And I just, I just had to repent because I do want to be found faithful on that, on that last day. We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number three, dot org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.